in five, four, three. Two minutes later. You didn't say two or one. You don't say two or one. Why not? You just don't. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to For Your Distraction. I am one of your hosts, Scott, and joining me as always, Adam. Adam, how we doing? I am doing okay. Not we bad, not guests. good, in the middle somewhere. We have two guests today, Adam. Hold your horses there, okay? Do their help. It was just, it was pleasantries. You don't need to go into all this. Okay, exactly. We got to introduce our guests, and then you can carry on about what not and what is. Joining <laughs> us again, he's becoming a regular. He should be, we might make him an honorary third host, is Mike Deloney. Mike, what up? Uh, am I allowed to say like any? Am I allowed to say anything more than okay? I mean, that's not the attitude of an honorary third host, Mike. Step it up. Just saying. I'm feeling and a little stuffy. We have another guest joining us. My wonderful, beautiful wife, Kristen Malenke, is back after a long hiatus. Yeah, and I'm seeing that I'm back on this shit show that's going on well, right listen, here. Well, listen, you've never done it online before. We are we are in the quarantine edition of For Your Distraction. When we're all in the room together, it's easy. We can take cues. When we're online, we don't know what the fuck's going on. So, so it's Q-E-F-Y-D. There you go. Quarantined edition. As As you guys say, book it. That's what it is. Book it. Q-E-F-Y. Wait, are you guys live? Can I see you? I think I saw Adam's head. Wait, we're... We're, we're this is Discord? Video? We're on, we're on Discord. We're coming to you live from Discord. Mike. What did you do, Mike? Dude, I'm back. Dude, I tried to show video. Can you see me? Uh, the whole call is fucked up now. Are you there? The God damn it! Is Mike. there? Hello. Yeah. What? He, what happened? I think he hit the. I think he hit disconnect instead of hitting the hit video button. button. That's what well, your mother so, does. So we ruined that beginning. He's a boomer. God damn it, Mike! I'm trying to get him back right now. The button on the left. We do this with his parents, and they always hit the freaking red button and think that that's the video. And we're like, do not touch the red button. It's a button all the way on the left. <laughs> and they hit the red button every freaking time. It doesn't help that I'm not used to Discord very much. So I'm trying to get him back right now. Um, I Are think... we still recording? Or what's Yeah, we're still recording. We're vamping a little bit. There he is. There he is. Mike. Look, oh, the there shit. he is! What the shit? You hit, All right, you, you hit the disconnect button, I think, Mike. Yeah, the red X. <laughs> yeah, it's actually red Never with an X. Never hit the red button. That there's a yeah. telephone on there with an X on it. That means disconnect from the call. No, I hit the fucking video camera. A A hyphen Adam. I hit the pick. I hit this button here. Watch what happens. Oh, you mean the one that turns the video on right there? <laughs> Don't think that's what was hit last time. <laughs> Dude, that's a comfy chair. Looks like a comfy chair you're in. Yeah, uh, Meredith's mom bought it for Meredith whenever she had her. She like tore her uh, labrum, her like shoulder socket, back in uh, high school. No, college. So she had to have like major surgery. So she had to like sleep in a chair. For like a month. So now I'm sleeping in it. 
I've done that before too, except <laughs> I called it high school. <laughs> anyway, back Adam to the introduction. Adam talks about school. That's an, oh, old, that's an old school right there. I almost, I, I almost hit Kristen with the uh, Alexis talks about school meme whenever her and Alexis on Thursday were talking about school for like 15 minutes. Alexis loves to talk to me about school. Yeah, you should hit her with that. Alexis <laughs> talks about school. <laughs> Anyway, Scott, back to the introductions, as you were saying. All right, yeah, that was that was a little rocky today, but uh, we're here, we're back. In the business, we call that technical difficulties. Okay, well, this is only our second time, right, recording on Discord, and yeah. last time we had technical problems, too. Yeah, we should bring that up. This is, it's, we call it the lost episode now. If I can fix it, it'll be released, but... Right now, it is the lost to the doldrums of space. Like, it is, it's gone because we had a lot of audio issues. Because I was experimenting, and I should never experiment in the middle of an episode. That is meant for my own time. Well, we're back, so everyone's okay. This is what, uh, week eight of quarantine? Is that where we're at right now? I've lost track. It's, Me too. It's been so long. Half the time, we don't even know what day of the week it is. I was on a conference call with this dude I work with, and Winifred, like, barges in, and she's like, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And I was like, hold on, Ted. I was like, yes, Winifred. She's like, what day is it? <laughs> and Ted was like, yeah, I don't know what day it is. Can you tell me what day it is? <laughs> exactly. And then, like, I got, like, I had, like, an anxiety attack, and I was like, it's Monday? And Winifred was like, thank you. See you later. Ted's a wise man. Yep. Then I stabbed him. I did find $10. <laughs> did I tell you about I found $10 in my pocket the other day? You did. Did I tell you that on the podcast last week? Yeah, the lost episode. So the in the, yeah. So there you go. Good thing you brought it up again or it may have been lost in space. Awesome space. So I want to bring something up here, guys. Yeah. I, I found out a really cool thing. Does everybody here remember Beanie Babies? Who doesn't? My daughter Beanie has Baby. like a million of them. No, 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 no. I bet she has Beanie Boos. Ty makes a thing called Beanie Boos. They're very oh, slender, but they got big fucking eyes. <laughs> the Beanie Babies were back from the 1990s and early 2000s. Oh shit, he's going to get a Beanie Baby. He's going to demonstrate. Well, she might have. I, I should say that. I don't know what toys your daughter has. It says TY on the side of it, Malachi. Yeah, it says a company. And it says Beanie Babies. Does it have big, glittery eyes? No, some of them do, but those aren't Beanie Babies. Those are Beanie Boos, right. Okay. Okay. Well, then I guess she does have a beanie baby. But I, I was under the impression they stopped making those in 2013, so maybe it's an older one. Anyway, fun fact about beanie babies: Do you guys remember how they were all the rage back in the 1990s, and like everybody was like buying up beanie babies, like they were like they were going out of style, and they're going to be worth so much money when they got old. Do you guys remember? That? <coughs> yeah, I remember people were going nuts for them. Yeah, dude, it was the 90s. There, were beanie, there was, like, stores dedicated to Beanie Babies. Or, like, you would go into, like, a store, and they'd have Beanie Babies, like, wall to wall. Dude, the most random one, and I don't know if any of you remember it, 
but by where the Suburban was in our hometown here, there's like a that postage store. Half the store, the lady was nuts about Beanie Babies. Like the entire side wall. You could like mail a package or buy a $100 Beanie Baby. It was the same store. And that's what Adam's talking about. It was freaking nuts. It was crazy. There was a oh. store. There was like, you remember like those little like plaza area in Grove City? Um, I haven't been to Grove City in years, but uh, there's a plaza area in Grove City. And it used to be like where the... I, I can't remember if Sears was there, but there was like a little Caesars there in the plaza a long time ago. There was a store there where, when I was a kid, my mother would go in sometimes, and they had a metric F-ton of Beanie Babies all over the place. It was and insane. Like, they had it in glass cases, everything. Yes, yeah, uh, cases. It was like baseball card trading. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys have any? Did, I, did, did you guys collect them here, everybody on this call? I mean, when I was a kid, I might have had like a like a couple, like the cheapos, like the ones that nobody gave a crap about. Yeah, I probably had a dozen or so, but I wasn't big into getting the in the case hundred dollar ones. I thought it was for uh, how do I say this? Like, I thought it was like a girl's gift. Like, I didn't know I didn't know dudes collected them. Did you collect them? Are all stuffed animals girls' gifts? Did boys not have stuffed animals? Do toys have genders? No, like, for example, like, if you said, how many girls grew up collecting G.I. Joes? There would probably be, like, maybe one out of a hundred. Gotcha. I feel like Beanie Babies were gender neutral then, because there were, like, dinosaurs. and They like, were, like, stuffed animals. That's what they yeah, were. Yeah, like, they were, like, boy-ish creatures. Dragons. So, dragons and shit. So, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna think back. Mike, and we went to school together, elementary school, in the 90s when Beanie Babies <laughs> were at their height. And of our class, I mean, I had some too. I, I, just like you guys, I didn't have a lot, but I had a few. But I can remember two specific individuals in our class that had, as Adam put it, the metric F-ton of Beanie Babies. And we'll change their names for podcast sake. We'll call them Joshy and Jamesy. They had so many <laughs> Beanie Babies. Am I not right? And, and they're boys, Mike. Yeah, Scott, they are boys. <laughs> well, they're actually currently men because they're 30 fucking five. At the, time, we are. Right? <laughs> At the time, they were boys. Yes. I mean, it's you're... weird to think about that. Like 28 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. This is the or, moment where the uh, all the millennials are talking about, ah, oh, God, do you remember whenever we were a kid and this and happened and that was a thing? And good God, now everybody's quarantined. Do you remember, like, the knockoffs when the Beanie Babies were popular? Like, you go to McDonald's and get, like, a Happy Meal, and they'd have, like... They had, they had Beanie Babies that were McDonald's toys. Yeah, they liked, like, the mini Beanie Babies or whatever. Yeah, they had, they had those. Those existed. Well, I found <coughs> something really interesting about Beanie Babies. Because all these people that invested large sums of money in their Beanie Babies and they held on them till now, thinking they were going to be worth so much. Well, guess what, guys? They ain't worth shit. Like, you can go to stores and they're worth like a quarter up to a dollar a piece. They're worth nothing. But here's what I want you to do. When you get a second, go on eBay and type in Beanie Babies. You'll find Beanie Babies selling on eBay for... $10,000, $50,000, 
Shut and up. It, it, it exists, and you're thinking, why the hell are these on there? This is a known thing. Beanie Babies have become huge in the money laundering community. <laughs> so people who are, whether it's drugs or guns or doing some illegal activity to get paid for it, they have... That's how money laundering works. You have to get them their money somehow for an illegal activity, but you need to get it to them in an illegal way. And a lot of times there's phony businesses set up to launder money. Well, now people are selling these 25 cent, 75 cent beanie babies on eBay for $40,000 when they let Hitman A know he buys that beanie baby and get, get that's how he gets the money or vice versa. It's a way to get Dude, you're cutting in and out briefly. I don't yeah. know if that is there, my phone like The last phone like, 10 seconds, you were like roboting a little bit. Well, damn. I don't know. but That's definitely not where I thought you were going with this, Scott. To be honest, when you started talking about beating babies, I was getting a little bit confused. And then now that you're referencing it back to like the cartel, it's kind of blowing my mind, actually, because it's literally the polar opposite of what I think about when I think of a beating baby. I know. I it, it blew my mind. That's why I wanted to bring the story up to everybody. So it's like, okay, so if you see a tiger uh, beanie baby, then you know Carol Baskin is dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the thought behind that would be they tried to use it as their cover because people thought they'd be worth something. So you're so saying, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I'm just thinking if somebody sees it on there for that, <laughs> then maybe they think they won't be questioned as much because there was this huge thought when we were younger that they were going to be worth a lot of money. Right. So nobody's questioning it. So what you're saying is, okay, so like when you go on eBay and you see an expensive beanie baby, then you should assume that it's for ill intent, essentially. Yeah, don't buy it. <laughs> don't so, buy it. Like, when you're buying Jeremy a giraffe, what you're really doing is buying a kilo of crack. Okay? <laughs> I'm looking at Claude the Crab right now from 1996. <laughs> Guess how much he's going for right now. Um, killing your ex-wife? <laughs> okay. Uh, 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 yeah, I don't have an ex-wife. <clears throat> it says, it just says $1,000. That's right. It doesn't mean a real thousand dollars. So, I'm looking. There's a Cosmopolitan article right here that was in uh, November 2019 that came out. That's talking about the top 30 most expensive Beanie Babies. Well, the article is 30 Beanie Babies you definitely own, but probably threw out that can make you rich. All right, you remember Steg? Steg the Beanie Baby. The Stegosaurus? Yeah. I do. Apparently on eBay, we're gonna play a little game. How much is Steg worth according to this article on eBay right now? How much do you guys think it's worth right now? Okay, I'm gonna stop you there. This is a fun game and I do want to play it. But just because something is selling on eBay doesn't mean that Beanie Baby is worth it. If nobody's gonna buy it, then it's not worth it. Do you think Cosmopolitan Plus, is not doing their homework? Illegal activity, then it completely changes the whole flow of commerce. Do you think Cosmos is not doing their homework? Is that what you think is going on here? Just answer the question. I'm going to go $1,400. Anybody else want to hazard a guess? Uh, $2,500. $6,000. Uh, according to this article, $50,000. And that is not 
that, it is to, yeah, kill your ex-wife. That's probably what it's for. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That's my point. Like, it, it's, it's fishy. It's fishy. <laughs> scoop is worth, you remember Scoop? If Do somebody you... could find me two staggies, I could pay off our student loans. We'd be done. Dude, scoop Two is worth a hundred grand, according to this website. What scoop? Was that the bear with the ice cream cone on it? It's the 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 gray pelican thing. Oh, oh. I don't remember that. Um, Adam. Yes. Adam, we got in a, Adam. We keep getting this big red bar, and it says my connect. It says your connection is struggling. I'm not trying to derail the conversation. I just want to make sure we don't end up like last week. I think my I internet kind of sucks. Um, so I think that's I think that's what it is. My internet connection has not been great lately. Can you hear me fine? I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah can. I can. I can hear you fine, but it just keeps popping up on my screen. Does it pop up on your screen? I haven't seen it. We have. We haven't seen it, but it's probably like when you're in a Zoom and it says like <laughs> unstable connection, but it's not on ours. Okay. Well, well, that's why I'm wondering if it's my connection. Yeah. It usually comes up on the person whose connection is unstable, so it's probably yours, Mike. Well, hold on. Let me see. I'm right next to it. Although I'm watching this porno on Netflix, so well, I'm wondering if that is affecting the uh, bandwidth. Well, Wait, is like, this live? Yes. Wait, it is, is this live? It's not really porno. It's uh, maybe you should pause the soft porn so that the Discord doesn't disconnect. Is there a difference between soft and hard porn? Uh, you're on Netflix, so I'm gonna guess it's not that intense. Could it be medium? I don't know that much about it. Mike. Medium schism. <laughs> a medium. A medium schism. Kind of a mild schism. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how true it is. I just thought that was a cool thing to talk about: beanie babies being used for illegal activity. That's kind of crazy. Do you guys remember that uh, movie Traffic? Whenever they made all those toys out of coke. Yes. But they had the money and the drugs inside the... That's just like the chipmunk adventure. It's like just like the fucking chipmunk adventure. <laughs> just like that. Yes. <laughs> they cut open the chipmunk and chipette dolls and stuffed them with diamonds and cash. It's just Not, like... No, no heroin in those chipmunks? No heroin. Just diamonds and cash. The, the girls had boys stuffed with cash. The diamonds, boys. Diamonds wasn't... Was a code word for crystal meth. No, it wasn't. They were actual diamonds. <laughs> oh, I'm so... They were actual diamonds. <laughs> yeah, right. Look at that red nose. That motherfucker was eating everything in sight. Not Chip and Dale. The Alvin Simon Theodore Chipmunks. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've, I'm way off base here. Yeah. But that's okay. Wait, went... what was that guy's name? Stan Not Stanley. Jason Lee. Wasn't he in charge of that? Alvin. That was the remake of it, but when we were kids, there was an actual cartoon. He, yes, but he played Dave Seville, yes. You got an eye roll there, Mike. Dude, I've gotten so many eye rolls in the last week, I'm immune to them. Especially when I can't see them actually rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think I sent you hard eye roll in our earlier this week. I've gotten several of those. No, because you were complaining about the kids going back to school. And I was like, maybe they'll get a Z bracelet, which I thought would, like, oh. steer the conversation somewhere else towards, like, the zombie show that you guys wanted us to watch. And Winifred did enjoy that show. 
Um, but instead, it was like hard eye roll, and then it was mm-hmm. like, I don't know, you guys were talking about how you think District 1 is somehow not going to go back to school in the next three months, but... We're now in the Hunger Games? Is that what you're... No, I mean, I just... Dude, I went to Handles today and got ice cream, and that place was fucking packed. That's all That's all I'm saying. So, hey, Adam. Adam. Yeah. So, the lost episode. Was that the episode that we talked about uh, descendants and the age of the uh, actors and actresses? Yeah. It was that episode. Hmm. Oh, Scott, did you Google that chick? She got all that plastic surgery? Your girlfriend, what's her name? Dove Cameron. Yeah, did you Google all the plastic surgery? I did she not had Google it. He says Dove Cameron got all kinds of plastic surgery, Chris. I mean, it's her money. No, but no, 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 it's not just her money, Scott. Last week you were, like, vehemently, vehemently? Vehemently. Vehemently denying it. Like, it didn't exist. And I was like, I never denied it. Yes, yes. You're like, you're like, there's no way. There's no way. I don't believe it. There's no way. I was like, okay. Uh, Well, we'll never know because it was the last episode. But... Adam was saying that he was upset with he found the age of the I wasn't upset. That's not the what bitch I was said. was 30 years old and she's a sophomore in high school. I wasn't it's upset. Like, I thought it was I thought it was interesting and kind of uh, like I assumed they were older. I didn't say I didn't think that they weren't older. I didn't think that they were the actual age that they were portraying in the movie. But when I for People don't know this, but we had this conversation already. What I was doing was, when I was watching The Sentence 3 with Mila, <clears throat> what I was doing was, I was looking at, because a lot of times in these Disney movies and shows, stuff like that, you have certain people, actors and actresses, who will come out of these shows and have, like, album careers and, like, music careers. Like, you've got Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, all those people. And I was saying, okay, I'm going to play a game with myself, and I'm going to see... I'm gonna guess who do I think is gonna be come out of these movies and end up having like a prominent music career afterwards, like those people. And I started taking a guess, and then I looked up them on like IMDb and stuff, and then I found out how old they are. Most of them are in their mid to late twenties, and I was like, "Wow, I was not expecting that." I assumed they were like late teens, maybe early twenties, but like the girl that plays Mal's best friend—I can't remember her name, Evie, whatever. Evie. Sophia Carson. Yeah, she is 27 years old. I did not know that. She already has a music career. She has a couple albums that she had dropped before Descendants came out. Yeah, she was already Uh, bigger before. And I didn't know that. And that's why I'm saying I was surprised. And Dove Cameron, she's doing uh, musical theater in the UK right now. She's, And she was in that show Liv and Maddie when she was on Disney Channel. So like, I think I think you were just expecting. Oh, they found these four nobody kids out of nowhere. Let's see how they take off after. But they got already successful actors to be these characters. Maybe not Johnny Depp, Leonardo DiCaprio kind of actors, but well, yeah. But like Cameron was in Jesse. Yeah, yeah. Cameron voice was in was in Jesse for years before that. Yeah. Right? And I, I don't watch, I never watched those, like, Disney shows, so, like, I don't know any of this. Well, right. step your game up. Right. As, a, as a 30-year-old, or 31-year-old, I think it's a little weird if I go back and watch a lot of those young 
teen Disney shows. Yeah, but you could watch them now with Mila. Like, I guess I could. Yeah, you have an excuse now. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, what's up? What's up? <laughs> Just making sure you didn't pass out on us. You still watching that show, Mike? Uh, no, I paused it. <laughs> You're a hot fucking mess, Mike. <laughs> No, what, what, what do you, what do you guys are talking about? Fucking Descendants three, we talked about this last week. I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not dialed in. We did talk about this last week. We just lost that episode, so I wanted to rehash it for our listeners. Your focus is not where it needs Fine. to be at the moment. Fine, let's move on. What else you got? His no, focus, can, his focus no, is we, on hot twenty somethings trying not to have sex right now. Dude, they're all in their thirties, Adam. <laughs> actually, I, I, actually, you, you, actually, what really happened? Was I was thinking about a show that I watched earlier uh, yesterday called Amateur, and I know what you're thinking. It's not what you're thinking. Is it a docu series on Netflix that we should? <laughs> it was about this uh, young kid who plays basketball, and he was like in the eighth grade, and then he gets recruited. It was very like Kennedy Catholic esque kind of a thing. It was kind of interesting, um, but. One of the problems was in the show was that they go to these prep schools and like the seniors there are like 24 years old. And then you were complaining about like the people in high school being too old. And I was like, oh, this is like a perfect segue. I'm going to wait to tell this part. And I was like waiting. And as I was waiting, these chicks were getting naked on the screen. And then I like totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> and then you guys like started saying my name, and I was like, I woke up, and then that like, came back. That's Which why. Which is why I said you, your focus is not where it needs to be. You literally no, no, said what, before uh, no, the Chris, show started. It, it literally, you were... it literally is where it's supposed to be. It's just <laughs> not where you guys want it to be. You Last said before the show great. started. Why couldn't this be the lost episode? <laughs> Mike said before the show started, he's like, I, I can't watch this while we're doing the show because I'm not going to pay attention at all. I have not been on this podcast in months, and this shit is a fucking train wreck. <laughs> a train wreck is that quarantine has has derailed this this podcast. We're not usually this bad, but no. I don't know. It's We've been drinking. It's been a long day. It's been a long month. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, like, the why do you think that it's bad? I mean, we're just chatting. Adam and I had a successful 45-minute podcast before you guys called in. I don't know if we recorded any of it. <laughs> I should have. Is what I should have done, honestly. It, Adam, Adam's actual response was, before Scott gets on the line, I have a Republican question for you. And I was like, uh, here we go. Oh, I'd like to hear it. <laughs> no, 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 Scott. Well, that'll be part of the last episode. <laughs> and maybe you shouldn't have brought it up. It was, it was, it was just about it. Mitch McConnell, that's all. That fucking guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that's all it was. No, no, because no, Adam didn't want to hear you yell at me for 45 minutes. About Mitch McConnell. I had a genuine like question for a Republican. Because there's been some Mitch McConnell news recently, not to get into politics, but there has been something that he's kind of stated almost that I was a little irritated about, and I wanted to get a Republican's perspective. Aha, uh -huh. just so. a perspective from, you know. 
Well, because yeah. I knew what Scott yeah. was going to say, and I had it. I know what you would say, Kristen. You'd be like, "Fuck Chris, this guy." And I, Kristen, I thought you were a registered Republican. Are you like what the fuck? Are you smoking? No. I would never marry a Republican. No. Really? Really, I am not. That's a deal breaker. You're the school teacher. Why would you bite the ham that feeds you? I was just scared. I, mean, I, I don't know. For some reason, I thought you were Republican. Is your dad Republican? Uh, yeah. He is. She says with a laugh. I say with a hard eye roll. <laughs> but my mom is not. My mom's a Democrat. My dad was a Democrat until... I'm not getting into that. That's a whole other story. But he was a Democrat until not too long ago. And then he became a Republican. Fucking boomers. <laughs> Fucking boom! Good thing the COVID's rolling around. Boomer consumer. I wouldn't get, get that far, but maybe. get getting rid of all those Republicans. Now what the fuck are we gonna do about the ones like you that fill around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the problem is, is like uh, all the Republicans have the uh, what is it called? The antibodies. What's the thing that makes you survive a virus? The antibodies. Immunity. Yeah. 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 Immunity. So how are you guys holding up this past week uh, under quarantine? Are you guys ready for Trump to reopen the country? You guys good to go? Uh, we've been drinking a lot. That's what we've been doing this week. No, <laughs> I don't think the country should be reopened. Yes, we are enjoying our alcohol. I don't know. We uh, In Pennsylvania, they closed the liquor stores because they're state-run. And they just recently opened them for online sales. Took a little advantage. Pick up, brother. I was telling Mike I got hammer-blasted, as he would say, last night watching movies. I can't even drink any rum tonight because my body hates me so much. So. What'd you watch? <clears throat> so I watched, I got on HBO, and I decided, I decided yesterday today I was going to watch, like, uh, movies about, like, vigilantes, but not, like, you know, superheroes. So yesterday I watched The Mask of Zorro. Mm. Nice. Beta? What? Antonio Yeah, Antonio Banderas. Yeah, Catherine Zeta. Oh, you know what? That is still a great movie. I'm not going to lie. That was a fun watch. Um, I remember watching it in the 90s and liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. Anthony Hopkins? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I noticed something about the movie when I was watching it. If you go back and watch it, they have all these like explosions that happen in the movie with like because they're trying to like blow up the mine towards the end. What's really weird is I think this is like the, the uh, a staple of the time maybe. Um, it the explosions, if you carefully listen to them, they're like laced with jaguar sounds. So like every single time an explosion would happen, you'd hear like a jaguar roar. It was really <laughs> weird. <laughs> it was so weird. I I'm was pretty funny. Yeah, now I'm intrigued. I'm gonna have to go back and go back and watch. You would clearly hear they sound like they're in the jungle or something like that. Because like, there's just all these jaguars. <laughs> okay. It's nuts. That's um, That's you know what the weirdest part of that about that movie though, like story wise. So, you know, towards the end, when the original Zorro, Anthony Hopkins, he reveals to, like, himself to, the, like, the bad guy who took his daughter, uh, and, like, has him, like, get get the get her daughter, get it, get his daughter, and is like, hey, you know, tell her the truth, like, tell her that, you know, you, I'm the real father, and, 
it's like an episode of Jerry Springer or some shit like that. Like I'm the real father, and you just killed the mo- or her mother. So she, real quick after spending her entire life with this villain that she sought as her daughter or as her father, like real quick within like five minutes, immediately switched sides and is like, okay, you're not my real dad. He's my real dad. Yada yada yada. Like and then like betrays him. That was like kind of the weirdest part of the story. I feel like there was like no conflict there. Yeah, but she also found out that dude killed her mom. Yeah, but they never. I think s- that's. I think that's what helped her. Right. <clears throat> I mean, Didn't I he imagine. Kill her mom? But, I imagine, but it felt like there was like no conflict there. Like this person, she's known her entire life for like twenty years, and then instantly she's like, "Oh, well, fuck this guy." That'd be like, imagine you're like you're one of your parents, and you realize. Oh, you know what? They're not actually your like. Let's take say your dad. Oh, if I find out my dad's a Democrat. I'll be like, no, no, just kidding. <laughs> too um, soon. I think a little too soon. But like, imagine your dad. Like, imagine your dad. You find out your dad's not your real dad. Your dad killed like your your other dad or whatever. Like yeah. you. You would you would think you would obviously hate him, but there'd be a little conflict in there. You would immediately be like. And you'd you'd want a little proof, you know? Does the does the dad that wasn't your real dad that killed your real dad that raised you, did he treat you well? Um yeah. You were treated well. Like she like, like you felt loved and you were treated well and you thought legit it was your real dad and like that everything was okay. Yeah, that's the thing, because in the story her name is uh, the character named Elena, she was treated very well. Like she was loved. It's not like her dad hated her, she didn't abuse her or anything like that. She was treated well, got an education, all that other nonsense. She was loved by her dad. Yeah, but her fake dad didn't put the flowers above her bed, obviously. Oh, somebody remembers the movie. <laughs> Dude, time. I've seen that movie. I've seen that movie maybe a million times, maybe a million times. I've watched it probably every day for like two years. Were there two? Were there two movies? Two Zorro? Yeah, movies? I think there was. Yeah, a I think sequel. there were. Yeah, there was a sequel that came out in uh, 2006. I remember seeing it in the theaters, and it was funny because when I went to go see it in the theaters, it was just like me and my one friend. We were like the only ones in the theater. Was so it we sat, we sat again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he... I can't remember. I don't remember that one as well. I heard it wasn't good. I, I think I only saw that one one time. But the uh, the original one, I, I've seen a bazillion times, yeah. Hmm. Well, it makes me... Like, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis's character in There Will Be Blood, when he, like, adopts that kid whose father was killed <laughs> on the oil rig and, like, raises him as his own... I remember then the kid like loses his hearing and he finds out later when he's an adult that his dad, who he, th- he thought was his dad, wasn't really his. You guys remember that? I never saw that. Oh. There, there will be blood. What year was that? I don't, I don't think I saw that one. Well, never mind then. It's kind of the same. It's kind of the same idea. <coughs> was that new? Is that new? Is it new? I feel like we were married, so maybe like I think it was one Oscar for Best Picture, maybe or no, like, no, no, No Country for Old Men did that year. It like it's got to be somewhere between like 2013, 2016, around there. No Country for Old Men won in '09. Then There Will Be Blood was also nominated in. I'm gonna fact. I'm gonna I was fact gonna check. 2010, but. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've. I saw There Will Be Blood. 
Well, anyway, it's kind of the same premise. 2007, I, no. yeah, there will be blood. There will be 2007. 2007, okay. Well, that <laughs> that movie has the same kind of an idea, and the kid finds out it's not really his dad. He was kind of a shithead the whole time, so he's just like, oh, good, I have no reason to talk to you, so he left. So it was kind of like that. So, But the next movie I want to bring up, have you? Has everybody here seen the movie Tangled? That was just Which, Rapunzel with Mother Gothel. The 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 Disney movie Tangled. I've seen parts of it. I have, have you seen Tangled? I've seen the same twenty minutes fifty times. Okay. Where so she climbs out of the tree and then goes to the bar and they sing a song and. Oh, that's the best scene. The song with the snuggly duckling. So I really like that movie. Was that what they did, the Snuggly Duckling? Yeah, okay. That, that bar that he takes her to is called the Snuggly Duckling. The bar is called oh, the Oh, that's the name of the bar. I was like, I don't remember him saying that. Yeah, the Snuggly Duckling. The bar funny. is called the Snuggly Duckling. But here's what I want to point out. So even if you haven't seen the full movie, you want, you know the story of Rapunzel. So she's basically, as a little baby in a crib, tiny infant, she is stolen from her parents, who are the king and the queen, by this evil, mean witch. And she's taken deep, deep, deep into the forest and put at the top of a big, tall tower where she can never, ever leave. But this witch raises her as her own. She even calls her mother. And then when she gets to a certain age, she wants to get out of the tower. She gets out, she meets somebody, the whole thing. Well, Rapunzel is so awesome. Like, she's just the nicest person, the sweetest person. And it makes me wonder, like, how much of it is how much of it is She was raised by this literal witch who stole her from her family. But she had to have raised her right for her to turn out like a decent human being. Well, like, wasn't the witch, uh, wasn't she, like, really kind to her? And, like, the only bad thing really about her was she lied to her about the rest of the world just to keep her in the yes. tower. But everything else was, like, she was super kind and loved her and everything like that. And she could never have her own kids, and she found out that Rapunzel could keep her young. So she just held her away and raised her as her own. And So, I mean, Rapunzel always thought it was just her mom. As far as the movie goes, we only see a small sampling side, size of Mother Gothel being a mother toward Rapunzel. Because early in the movie, she gets out of the tower. The whole movie is her not being in the tower. But you only see a small sampling size. But from what we see, I don't know. She kind of seemed like a shitty mom. She was very self-centered and self... But she had to have done something right to raise Rapunzel the way she is. I think I agree with that premise. <clears throat> but do you think it's possible that because... I guess her parents were royalty or whatever. There's that whole nature nurture thing. I mean, yeah, that's the point. Some of it could have been could have been nature. It could have been innate, like already in her, that that was going to be personality trait. But at the same time, you almost do have to feel, at least I think too, that somewhat of her raising by someone who was so innately awful. I mean, that's like the thing that psychologists and psychiatrists are still studying today because they don't fully understand it. Like even now, like what's like what affects your behavior? Is it like who raised you, how you're raised, everything like that? Obviously, that does play an effect. But do you have like a natural inclination to be like nice or kind or mean or a shithead? 
So. And from now, it's a mix, what they found so far. They can't definitively prove it, but they really think it's a mixture of both. Yeah, I'm not a psychologist, but I would say it's probably both. There's some nature and there's some nurture. Well, obviously, yeah, obviously there's a little bit of both, but I think there's. I think that some people like you. You come across people that are just assholes. They're just you come across you like, why are you such a prick? Like, why are you being such a jerk? Like, what happened in your life to do that? And yeah, I think some of it is like nurture. But I think some people, they're just jerks. There are some people that are just jerk jackals. Yeah, like like no, they could have the they could have the perfect life. They could be wealthy. They could have all their problems taken care of. Everything like that, and they'd still be a jagoff. So, do you guys ever see the movie Dragonheart with uh, Sean Connery? Sean Connery is the voice of the dragon. I love Dragonheart. It's a it's a so, guilty pleasure um, of mine. Yeah, so I'm trying to think of uh, Dennis Quaid. Is that who the knight was? I think so, yeah. So Dennis Quaid, like, is the knight who trains the prince. It's on Netflix now, by the way, I think. Yeah, it's so good. So good. They made a new one, actually, but anyway. They've been making new ones all the time. They're, they suck. They're like they straight do. To, they're like, go straight to DVD kind of things. The, rig- the original's pretty good. Yeah, it's De- Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid is this, like, knight who lives by the old code, and the king hires him. The king's a real shithead. A knight to sworn to valor. He doesn't want to be a dad. So the king hires him to basically raise the prince. So Dennis Quaid... Yeah, but raises... ro- royalty did that all the time. It's not just yeah, him. Right, like, right. He did that all the time. So he raises the prince and teaches him, like, valor and, like, how to follow the code and to be a good person. But then when push came to shove and the king died and the prince took over, guess what happened to him, Adam? He, he still a... turned out to be a shithead. <clears throat> yeah. After everything that he was taught and everything he learned, it made it made no difference. That's why somehow there has to be a balance of both. Gotta be both. A little bit of both. But like we but like that story if like the story shows that like even with being raised by somebody who is uh a true knight, like a true, like you know, somebody who's like chivalrous and everything like that. He still turned out to be a fucking prick. So maybe in the back of the mind, back of his mind, he thought, <clears throat> "I'm going to be king someday." And even though he wasn't raised by his father, he watched how his father was, and he was a really bad king. So even if he didn't, he, he probably learned it from his father in the long run. True. I think he just wanted power. He just wanted power and authority. That's all he wanted. But back to Tangled, Mother Gothel was the villain of the story. And she was portrayed as being a bad guy. I get it. But maybe she wasn't all that bad. I wish they would do a movie about her like they did with Maleficent. Because you, yeah. you don't get a lot of her backstory. So, like, obviously she was, like, dying to stay young. She wanted to stay young forever. But, like, like yeah, what's her deal? What's her backstory? What was she like with, with Rapunzel when she was little? Like, we don't really know any of that. Um, and we liked Maleficent because it gave you the, oh, ins- yeah. the insight on what happened there. You you actually started to feel bad for her and, and you sympathize with the villain. Yeah, but didn't, so, they, didn't with Maleficent they just change the entire story of what Cinderella was? Not, not really. Or- Sleep, or Sleeping Beauty, I mean. Didn't they just, like, change? Because Maleficent, they turned Maleficent from a villain to, like, a tragic hero, almost. And then at the end, she became, like, a stepmom to Sleeping Beauty, 
which is not what happened at the end of Sleeping Beauty. She was slain, and she was all evil and shit. Like they kind of changed the story so that you could they could make sequels and shit. I believe there was there was some things changed, but a lot of it I feel like, like the, it was like the ending it was different point of view. <clears throat> because in Sleeping Beauty, you're getting the, the point of view of we just we just watched this actually. Sleeping Beauty is uh, Aurora Briar Rose. She doesn't have a big part in the movie, even though the movie is called after her. It's honestly the fairies. The, it's the, the view of the fairies. It's the view of the three fairies, the three good fairies, Flora, Fauna, and Mary. And their point of view, they portray Maleficent as just evil incarnate, and it's fine. It works. But then when you see the live action starring Angelina Jolie. It's from Maleficent's point of view. You see her backstory, and you're right, Adam. She she tragic story, <clears throat> and some things did change, but but like that's my that's my point. I've been so long since I've seen Maleficent, so you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But like, wasn't the story of Maleficent like? Didn't they have the whole sequence where she put Aurora to sleep and everything like that? <clears throat> they changed the story. Like in the cartoon, Maleficent didn't wake up Sleeping Beauty. She didn't wake right. her up, but in this story, didn't she but, wake her up in this story? They changed the yes, whole story to make her seem like that. she... Like, they didn't know that. Because in Maleficent the movie, Prince Philip kisses her, and she doesn't wake up. And then later, when everybody's out of the room, Maleficent kisses her and wakes her up. But the people didn't know that. So they, they were thinking, oh, Prince Philip's kiss worked. Yeah, but in the cartoon, didn't she just wake up right after he kissed her? Yes. So then they just but they changed the it. But that's my but that's my point. They just changed it so that it seems I like think, they just changed the story the so that they can give Angelina Jolie a hero moment. Is what they did. No, I think I think the movie Maleficent <clears throat> did a good job not changing all. And you see where Prince Philip lays Maleficent in the cartoon. You never see Maleficent die in the cartoon, do you? When, She's just gone. Wasn't she stabbed in the heart by the sword? She was stabbed with a sword and she fell off a cliff. Yeah. And he looked down on the cliff and she was gone. So you assume she died. And in the Maleficent, in Maleficent there's the big dragon again. And they that gets stabbed. And it doesn't kill her. So it's not, it's just a different point of view. I think they did a nice job telling the original story. From a different character's From a different character's perspective, right. Yeah. But, but yes, at the it, there, there is the ending itself kind of stops in the animated series. You assume that she's gone and they live happily ever after. And it's almost like when you get to that point in the remake of Maleficent, you realize, oh wait, his kiss didn't wake her. Maleficent's did. And it's not that the prince is gonna go live happily ever after. That's not how this ending we all just assume that it did. Because they don't I don't think they don't show a wedding of Aurora. They don't they don't show a wedding, but some things are different. In in Maleficent the king and queen die. In Sleeping Beauty they don't. Right. But I would just like to see a movie from Mother Gothel's perspective as to why she did it. Why did she do it? What was their life like? I'd like to see that. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you'll probably get it. Knowing Disney, they will grab every single uh, thing they can what do. What about do Huntsman? It. It's Snow White and the Huntsman, they too, did. right? Uh, yeah. Was it Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, and uh, uh, Christian Stewart. Stewart, and yeah. that was from the view of the the huntsmen that were sent out to cut yes, out the heart, right? Yes. Yeah. And I liked it. 
I didn't watch it. I thought Charlie's Charlie's Theron was in that too. She was the queen. Yeah, Meredith and I saw that in the theater. Man, that I, movie was old. It was good. It was good. The sequel wasn't very good. Yeah, we never saw the sequel. I just saw the first one. The first one was called Snow White and the Huntsman. The second yeah. one was called The Huntsman Winter's War. I didn't see either of those movies, so. The first one was really good. Watch it. Yeah, I well, don't... you asked how we were doing during quarantine. How are you guys doing? Um, I'm I'm fine myself. Now that the semester is over for me, I find myself just kind of like sitting around not doing anything. And I, this past week, I've I learned I'm eating way more than I should be. So I'm trying to gain control of that because I'm bored, and so all I do is all I do is eat. I go to the fridge, and I'm like, oh, let's see what's in the fridge to eat and stuff like that. And it's always like shit I shouldn't be eating. So what about you? What are you doing with your time? What Besides... What have I been doing? Yeah. Oh, um, what have I been doing? Uh, that is the question. A lot of, I guess, a lot of random stuff. Uh, Dominic and I built a skate ramp. That was fun. Um, mowed the grass today. Uh, been hanging out with Winifred. Uh, Dominic and I play a lot of music together, and we hooked up the Super Nintendo, so Winifred and I have been playing, uh, Donkey Kong 2. The, <laughs> what is it, what is it called? Adam, do you remember the name? Diddy's it's Donkey Kong, Kong 2. Yeah, that. And it's so funny because Winifred keeps forgetting to save or like she does that thing where she deletes the saved games from the cartridge accidentally. Scott, you know all about that. I'm still salty about my NHL 94 win streak because <laughs> I took it to college and my roommates would play it, not Mike. Someone else decided to pull the cartridge out of the game without turning it off. That's a no-no. Yeah, so it's funny when Winifred does it, because Dominic and I are both like, no! So we we could literally beat the first two levels, and not, not like just stages. I'm talking about like the bosses, like with our eyes closed. Because it's like, once we get past those two, then Winifred deletes it. <laughs> so we've just, put, we've just beaten the first two levels like 80 times in the last two weeks. Hmm. So we've been doing that a bunch. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Like you guys describe quarantine as like hell. Um, since we kind of combined how I call it combining houses, like we're not really like quarantining away from like my parents at all or Alexis or my grandma. And I work from home normally. It's kind of like business as usual now. So yeah, so if you guys are still seeing your parents and stuff, yeah, and you do work from home. That's probably the biggest change for me, is working and not, you know, having to be at home while doing it. But no, I wouldn't say it's hell. I mean, it's just a change. Well, Chris, but we are always somewhere. Like we're always out to eat, or we're always going somewhere. We're always just people that are on the go doing something. So we're not homebodies, so to speak. So just being at home and just not doing much is boring, but not necessarily hell. 
Well, I was going to ask, Kristen, as a teacher, I know we've all been on the podcast. Uh, I can't remember if we were actually on the show or talking about it or not, but we've talked about like dealing with homeschooling the kids that we have at home, whether it's our kids or kids we're taking care of, and how frustrating that can be sometimes or how easy it can be. What's it like as a teacher having to deal with all this and put things together and put lessons together? What's it okay? So, is the question what's it like for me to have to put as a teacher? Lessons? As a teacher, what's it like for you right now during quarantine? Like, is it easier? Is it harder? Like, uh, it is much more work. I don't know, I can't speak for every grade level, but teaching in elementary, you do a lot of on activities, group work. Um, it's not like. I'm not going to say it's easier for anybody else, but I can just imagine back to my time in high school where if somebody went on the computer and said, okay, for this week, you need to look through your book and do the odd problems for these three math lessons, like that it would be easier for an older, you know, an older student. But for a little kid, like they, they need help with with that. Like (laughs) I'm not to the point where I can just say to do that. So um, that's a challenge. It's also a challenge because a lot of parents are, home so i have to meet with them um i once a week meet with them on google meets and so then the parents who are working either have them on hopefully another kind of device or i have to stagger my meetings every other week i do one in the morning and then I do one in the afternoon because some kids can't join at certain times because their parents are home working um and then in between i have to establish office hours to be there to be able to answer any questions um, that the parents have on any of the packet work that we sent home or any of the assignments. Uh, we have a Google Classroom. So we already had a Google Classroom established when school was still going on just because I already like to have the kids in a Google Classroom and do some of that technology learning. But they're learning a lot more about it now. So if they have questions about the optional assignments that I've posted there or submissions or any of that, I have office hours twice a day. And then in between that, I teach my daughter kindergarten. I get emailed her teacher's complete lesson plans. And so then I do that. So it's a lot more work. And then it's also harder because when I'm trying to be out here, um, I don't know, putting something together to submit a Google Classroom, and then the kids are running in and saying, I need my water cup filled and Nina wants a string cheese. And I'm like, your father is sitting on the couch. Like, go ask him. (laughs) Um, And then on top of that, I have to do professional development every day. Because in order for us to still be working our contracted days, we have to do that. So um, our days are pretty busy still during, like, regular school hours. Like, I get up, breakfast is done, and I'm out here. And I'm off there doing Eva's work. Then I'm making lunch. Then I'm back out here again doing my work. Then I'm done with my work. Then we're back to doing Eva and Nina's work. So it's just, it's difficult to adapt K-3 to lessons to an online format. I imagine it must be even harder for you because you're back in school right now. So trying to get all that done is just even more stress. Right. So then once my day ends with the regular breakfast, my work, lunch or no breakfast my work kids work lunch my work kids work then it's kids go out and play with dad because i need to sit at the computer and finish my yeah my phd work for a while so that ends this week though so that'll be one less thing on my plate um but i feel for the parents who aren't educator backgrounded because like 
it's I at least know how to carry out the lesson plans that have been given to me. I can sit here with the little bit of resources I have and make flashcards and make hands-on games and do things that I would have done in school. Parents who aren't educators, they don't know they don't know to do that. So I feel bad. I feel for those kids. Oh, you're telling me. <laughs> you are telling me. I I've, yeah. I've talked about it before. Uh for me and our family, uh for those of you who don't know, we have our younger cousin lives with us right now. She's 8 years old and she does not want to do any work. She has found a way to turn uh, one assignment that should take her like 20 minutes into about two hours. So, yeah. Great is she in? She's in second right now. So she she just doesn't want to do anything. And it's been tough trying to find like clever ways that aren't just like oh, do this or you go stand in the corner, do this or, you know, you're going to be grounded. It's trying to find clever ways of like getting her to like actually like positive motivation ways of doing it and it's been a little tough so right is so she I, doing a computer-based work or is she doing like <clears throat> mail home she does a little bit of both she has ixl that she's been um doing for like math and, and a few other things and then um she has like a, my mother goes and picks up like packets from the school um mm -hmm. that the teacher has put together and then she we, the teacher like emails us or we go on google class and she puts all the assignments on there and we just kind of like go through and okay we gotta do this today gotta do this today gotta do this today, and then we do it that way so right so yeah so i do i feel for i feel for you guys i feel for for parents who are trying to teach children that that's just not their background like at least i have a plethora of you know strategies to pull out of my hat to try to make it similar to what you know she would do in school to, to keep it upbeat to keep it going um but yeah it's tough it is tough and it's tough for everybody i'm not discounting anybody else because it's been a change for everybody but oh, yeah. just switching elementary kids over has been huge that's for sure because at least those of us in college like we've had online classes I do feel for people who it's easier to do what you're doing in the classroom or in the lab or, you know, something like that that's hands-on. But for the most part, adults can adapt to that because we've done it. Like, the little ones, not so much. Yeah, no. They're, they're having a hard time. Yeah. Hey, Kristen, do they have to take a test to, like, go to the fourth grade? No. Like, is that a thing? Like, do they... No. Are you asking, do they have, like, a final thing or whatever? Well, well, like, say, for example, you're in ninth grade and you fail all of your classes. You don't go to the tenth grade. You well, get held back. Is that possible in third grade? Because you yes. teach third grade, right? I do. Yeah, it would be possible. If you did not pass any of your classes and you could not make up that. We do have summer um, extended school year, which would be equivalent to summer school. However, Governor Wolf said ixnay on that, so it's not happening this year. But if you had a student, and every school district is doing things differently with how they're grading, like, to make sure that the kids still get fourth quarter grades and, like, final grades. But, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I know that there were already kids that we that some of the teachers had talked about prior to leaving. I mean, we were already there in March. We were we had submitted our third quarter grades. So, I mean, three-fourths of the year was done. So, if there was already discussion about any retentions, like, that can still happen. Absolutely. And that's but usually, it's but, usually it, but it's all performance based throughout the year. It's not like an actual test. You know, well, thought... you, 
you do have a PSSA that starts in third grade. The Pennsylvania um, standardized assessments start in third grade for students in uh, reading, in language arts, which would be like grammar, English stuff, and math. But even if you did not reach proficiency or advanced on your PSSA, say you were, um, there's four levels. There's below basic, basic, proficient, and advanced. So even if you scored below proficient in all areas, but you got like C's and D's for the year, you're still moving on. Once you get to a certain grade level, in the way it's set up now in Pennsylvania public education, you do have to pass your keystone exams for graduation or do an alternative portfolio assignment um, as determined by district. And that's different district to district. But you have to submit that like for moving on and for graduation. But they won't. You Like if you you can start taking that algebra keystone in seventh grade, if you don't pass it, then you can take it again in eighth grade. So you have a lot of time to get through that. But for those kids who are towards the end of the, you know, the road, eventually it can catch up with you that you won't like graduate. But those tests don't hold you back in the grade. It's going to be your actual grade performance and the discussion of like the teacher team if the, if retention is needed. Oh, OK. That, yeah. It's no, not a test. I, I, for some reason, I just thought there was like some sort of test they had to take to like go to the next level. Like you had to beat the boss. Like you're you're in the level, and then you beat the boss, and you go to the next level. For some reason, I thought that was a thing because I thought did they talk about like the no child left behind? And that would be the PSSAs. They want that's what that is. Yes. Okay. They want you to achieve proficient or advanced. Um, but you could be below basic in all areas, and if you squeak through the year with D's in third grade, then you're still able to move on. Now, like I said, eventually that catches up with you because if you're that far behind in fourth and fifth grade, it's going to struggle. Eventually they'll talk, they'd, I would think they would have retention, but eventually it can catch up with you. But you can't not move to fourth grade because you don't pass your PSSA. But you can not move to fourth grade if you pass your classes. So what if you fail everything, but then you get uh, super proficient on the PSA, PSAA? Uh, it would probably be a discussion with um, teachers, administration, parents. Um, typically, if you fail your classes, that's when retention is discussed. But mm. then the the question would be, did you just blow everything off all year? You know what I mean? Because you're obviously capable. Or did you just guess really well and you are actually not really understanding the material? So that would be like not something that typically happens, but it would be a big discussion. It's not something they typically see. Especially as young as we're in third grade, they still really like like school. They like their teacher. They want to do well. That might be something you'd see higher on when kids start blowing things off, but not so much in in the younger grades. Well, that's an interesting point. So, what grade does the light switch go? What at what grade do most students become self aware when they realize that they don't have to actually do their homework? There has to be a certain grade. Like it's probably seventh grade. Seventh or eighth grade. They're fairly they're fairly wise to that by I would say at least fifth grade. Yeah. In fifth third grade, grade they were third grade yeah. they still really want to please you. They want to do their work. Fourth grade's in between. You're gonna get a couple who are gonna realize it. Most of them are still gonna be pretty into it. Fifth grade, because at least in our school, they're the top of the, you know, the food chain, so to speak, for the elementary. They're about to be middle schoolers, so 
nobody can touch. Like, they just, they start to kind of get that, and they're like, well, I already figured out that I don't even have to do these assignments, I'm still getting a B, so whatever. Like, I see that switch for some kids in fifth grade, the rest of them it's hitting in middle school, for sure. Middle school, sixth six to eight. Six to eight. Well, so what happened in sixth grade, Scott? You know the story, but I'll tell it. I'll tell it on the podcast. You already told on the podcast how, like, you were staying at your friend's house and they were fucking off. Yeah, you told, on the, yeah, you told yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, because you're like, you were, they were fucking off and they got 100 and blah, blah, blah. But why'd but, you like, ask what happened in the sixth grade when you know what I did? Grade. No, but, but, I mean, I mean, I know you told the story for the podcast, but I mean, there, there had to be more than one hour incident that just prevented, or I, I don't want to say prevented, but, you know what I mean? Like, I you got, just totally lost interest. Like, I, got I, mean, A's, I got, like, A's in school all the way through, like, fourth grade. In fifth grade, I started getting, like, C's. Because that's when school, like, gets fucking harder. And now with No Child Left Behind, it's third grade. Okay, well. And I will tell you that, Mike and Adam have little ones in your house. Third grade is a huge turning point, Adam. Specifically since you said Mila's in second. Because it's a testing grade, and we hear it every single year. Every like I can't I, every single year from so many parents that it's not just the outliers that it's like, oh my god, how is it so much harder now? How are things so much different? It was like they were padded really. Everybody held their hand and padded them through K to two, and the moment they hit third because it's testing grade, it is like ramped up exponentially. So brace yourselves. Mila's already at that level of I hate school. Like she, and she's I, and it's, already and there. The self is going to get. <clears throat> I'm just talking about the actual like curriculum and work and yeah. workload is going to ramp up a lot. I would imagine next year, unless for some reason her district is different, but it's just because it's a testing grade, so the requirements are so much higher. When <laughs> when they put that into place, we bumped our we bumped our expectations or like our standards down. A, on average a grade and a half so math that was taught when we were in school at the start of the fifth grade year is being introduced to a lot of our kids now at the end of a third grade year we bumped it down about a year and a half so uh remind us what we learned in fifth grade um like your your child is going to be required in third grade to the big heavy hitters are multiplication conceptual and facts division conceptual ideas of division, facts, long division will be introduced, fractions, equivalent fractions, comparing fractions, they will start to um, potentially, usually in fourth grade, there's more um, like conversion conversion from like percent to decimal, but they will be required to potentially add and subtract fractions. Just things that like um, quadrilaterals, they have to describe the attribute quadrilaterals to determine basically, um, do you guys remember doing proofs in geometry in high school? Do you remember yeah. proofs? Okay, proofs. So basically, and it's probably one of the hardest things that I do with my kids in math, is it's the third grade version of a proof. And on that PSSA, there'll be a question that will say like, um, the shape below can be described as a, uh, I don't know, a rectangle. What other quadrilaterals, based on its attributes, could also be used to describe the shape? And they probably are going to need to put, if it's rectangle, they're going to need to say it's also a parallelogram. 
it's also a quadrilateral. Those are the only two that are going to fit in that case. Um, and then usually they have to describe write it out. <clears throat> or they'll say, well, the rectangle, or they'll say the square is a rectangle because it has opposite sides and angles the same. Um, but it is not, uh, but a rectangle is not a square because although it still has four sides with four right angles and two sets of parallel lines, all side lengths are not the same. And like, it's like the basis of geometry proofs. Um, it just gets ramped up. So what you're saying is I'm about to have a really bad time. That's what you're saying. I want you to brace yourself <coughs> for what, yeah, it's going to come. There was like, I just did... I just did Eva's kindergarten stuff, and she was doing fractions. Scott, I, we start our fractions unit with some of the stuff she was doing right now. Now we don't stay there, and that's called spiraling. So, like, you're going to do that to review it real quick and then move on. But, like, Eva's math stuff was basically, like, discussing fourths and shading in areas to match one-fourth or three-fourths, determining if a, if a shape was cut into equal parts and if it could be utilized as a fraction. Like, just things that are earlier than what they used to be i we were doing spelling with mila one day and she she had been studying these words all week and then we did like a little mini spelling test we're like all right i'm gonna say the word you're gonna spell it and she missed two words and we told her okay those two words you missed just gotta go sit down and write them three times each and that's all you gotta do she curled up on the couch and started crying as if we stepped on her favorite toy and broke it okay do you have the game Scrabble at your house? Uh, possibly, yeah. Make her spell the words out with Scrabble. Find <laughs> ways to do it that she doesn't just have to. I mean, there's little things sometimes that you can do that make it a little easier. There's a website called Spelling City that she can play a game with the, like, four words that she missed and have to find them, like, in a word or something. But, like, just so it's not writing it over and over. Or, like, sometimes with spelling, you can make them do, like, say, like, rainbow write them. So give her a pack of crayons and say, um, show me a rainbow pattern for this word. This word, I want you to use only these. I don't know, just, like, little things instead of just basic Yeah, writing. that's like Bart Simpson punishment, making him write it over. <laughs> oh, if we gave her a pack of crayons and told her to... If we gave her a pack of crayons and told her, you know, use crayons and, you know, write the word and, like, color and stuff like that, she would draw a picture and it would take her 20 minutes to write one word. So... So try the Scrabble pieces. Try to I'll practice try your spelling Scrabble letters. Yeah, I'll try that. That's letters. actually a good idea. So. And if you don't have Scrabble, but you have blank paper or like <laughs> blank index cards or anything, you could just make the alphabet, write it with a marker and say, here's the go fish pile. Find me the letters for this word. Build the word. So it's just like more like a game. She does a thing a lot of times where she wants to write stuff or like type stuff in to find stuff on YouTube, kids or like. She wants to, like, write something for, like, her homework. And she'll be like, how do you spell this? I'm like, well, what? how do you spell it? And I go through each letter, like, what do you think the first letter is? And she'll say this. And she's like, all right, what do you think the next letter is? And she's like, oh, what is it this? And I'm like, well, what does it sound like? Is it that? And I, I kind of make her answer her own question a little bit mm -hmm. on her own. Does she like to be on the computer? Mm, she doesn't really use the computer. The only thing she uses the computer for is, like, IXL. Like, that's it. She, she has, like, a, a Chromebook that the school like loaned out to the kids because they do a lot of that stuff on there like you use chromebooks so she does like ixl beyond that she doesn't really do but i mean if it was fun if, forget school it's fun time it's downtime what does she want to do um she wants to watch videos on her phone and play with toys so okay. or like 
occasionally, like, sometimes we play games, like, we played Candyland the other day, and Sorry, and all kinds of stuff. Does she have, like, like toys? Like, does she have, like, dolls? Um, she's got a couple. Can you make a game out of saying that you need your doll, you're giving, your one doll's giving the other doll a spelling tag? Or something like that. Like, like this doll needs to ask this doll the words. And you get to play the doll that's asking, and she gets to play the doll that's answering. You know, something silly. Like, find, find, or if she likes to be on the phone watching YouTube videos, I'll send you the website of sent Alexa Flipgrid. She can go on there and make a little video of herself spelling the words. She might think that's cool. And it's only for student use, and it's free right now till the end of the year. And I, she would just, like, record herself, and she could, like, say her, and it would be, like, a little video of her practicing her spelling words. She does this thing where I think she she like she likes watching like Minecraft videos on YouTube Kids, and so like we pulled out our old Xbox that I had like from years ago, which has Minecraft on it. We kind of plugged in, like, all right, you know, and we're on downtime. You want to play Minecraft? You could play Minecraft. And so she does this thing where she pretends like she's like a streamer or YouTuber. So she'll just talk to nothing, and then she'll That's get done. Down... She'll get done. Our with... kids do that too. Yeah, she'll... our kids do that too. It's the weirdest like, thing. Time? Yeah. Like, she'll sit yeah. there and say, like, okay, you know, we're done with this, you know, like and subscribe, or, you know, comment on the yes. video or stuff, and I'm like, who is she talking to right now? Okay, Eva and Nina will do the same thing. They like to watch the show called Trinity and Madison, and they'll say, hey, give us a big thumbs up, make sure you subscribe. They, like, role play like they're doing that. Yeah. So make her say, your job today is to make a YouTube video about your spelling work. Like, make her do it like a, or if it's not spelling, it could be anything. But think of a way that you can be like, okay, pretend you are the host of your YouTube channel now and you want people to subscribe. How can we practice your, whatever, addition or your spelling words and do it like you're a YouTuber? Find a way to engage her with what she wants to do for fun. See, this That's is why I'm. you get paid the big bucks. <laughs> um, big bucks is a laughing joke. <laughs> I knew the sec. I knew Scott was gonna laugh about the second I said it. He just he couldn't hold it. Bucks, yeah. I'm just saying it might be a way. Like if you could make her, and you could even be like Mila, we can record it. Um, like make a little video on your phone. Who cares? Well, and we want you to do it just like you're a YouTuber, and 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 make a show about like whatever fraction action. Make sure you subscribe, and she has to explain it or whatever. So there like you have it. it. I like it. And talk school. <laughs> Kristen, talks about school. For well, all those parents out there, I am sorry because it's rough. It is, but you'll get through it. We all will. Well, we are about time right now. Uh, okay. We're a little, we're a little over. So, if you guys want to get a hold of Four Distraction and you want to tell us about your teaching techniques, what do you? How do you get your kids who don't want to do their schoolwork to get it done? Email us, fourdistraction at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Search for Distraction at podcast, FYD. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Search for Distraction. Rate us, like us, comment on us, share us with your friends. The only way we grow is if you guys help us grow. We're also on Spotify and Google Play. You have to search podcast, FYD, to find us on there. Um, so if that's your preferred way of listening, head over there. We're also a member of the Be Real Podcasting Network. Head over to Podbean and search for the Movie Guys Podcast. That is our official, unofficial hub for the Be Real Network currently. Uh, Kristen, thank you very much for coming on. It's been forever. It has been a very long time. You are welcome. Nice talking to you guys. Yes, thanks for coming. Mm -hmm. Mike, coming back next week? I'll be here. All right. Actually, you might even be here. May 8th. 
Mace. He's the funny. He's the comedic relief. Mace. <laughs> maybe the, maybe it'll be our quarantine-free edition. Who knows? All right, I'm I'm gonna go buy a forty thousand dollar beanie baby on eBay. We'll talk.